0: What is a country if it is not relationships? Relationships to history, to land, to ideals, to laws and a system of government, and most importantly, to one another. In these recent days, uh, we have been seeing the news coming from Florida about the tragic tower that collapsed and the people trapped underneath it. Whether you knew those people or not, whether you've even been to Florida or not, you may have experienced your heart hurting for the people who have been waiting to hear about the state of their loved ones, waiting eagerly. We are in relationships. We are connected. Now on this uh, 4th of July weekend, when we think about our country, and when we just had this gospel reading about Jesus returning to his hometown, I find myself returning in my mind to my hometown, to the American experience that I had growing up in a town called Carpinteria. So that's where I'm from. It's a small town. It's on the coast of California. It's in between LA and San Francisco, but closer to LA. And Carpinteria is is a place that um, we had a sense while growing up there that we weren't the first people to be there. In fact, the name Carpinteria was given to the town by the Spaniards. They had sailed along the coast and they saw the Chumash people who were there. Using the tar that oozes out of the sand naturally at one of the beaches to caulk their canoes and make them seaworthy. And they said, Oh, a little carpenter shop. And that's where the name came from. And, and tragically, the Chumash people um, were not able to handle the European diseases that the Spaniards brought. Also, the living conditions that changed as their world was turned upside down with the arrival of the Spaniards. And today, there's not a single full-blooded Chumash person alive. And the language and much of the culture has been lost forever, but the Chumash had lived in that area where our town was for 11,000 years before. In the town that I grew up in when I was living there, it was about 50% Latino. And so of that 50% of the, of the whole population, there was complexity and, and diversity in that, too. We had some people who had lived in the area for many generations, people who were Latino but spoke no Spanish. And we had people who had arrived much more recently and everything in between. But there was always an awareness that for those who had come and settled and made their home in Carpinteria, those who had come from abroad had come seeking a better life, often with risk involved. That's the Carpinteria version of the American story. This awareness that our town had other histories, I actually looked it up, I was curious. Um, We we knew that before we lived there, the Chumash lived there. But before that, it was a Spanish, part of the Spanish colonies, and then after that it was Mexico. And I, I looked it up. When this room was built, my hometown was part of Spain. And then when the bell tower was, was added, my hometown was part of Mexico. So, so growing up there, um, you know, tacos were as American as apple pie. But I really had a fairly unexplored, unexplored um, awareness of what it meant to be an American. I had a sense that it was a good thing to be an American, but, um, and that it was a complicated thing as well. But what it really meant to me I had not really uncovered until I traveled. And on a trip, I had my eyes opened in a special way. Now, it was not a trip to Washington, DC. It was a trip to Japan. So along the way, I actually studied Japanese very seriously. I, I took Japanese in high school and then continued in college. And um, on one of the trips that I took, and you know, I was first an exchange student there, then I'd go back and I would work in the summers. Um, But when I was there and I was getting to know people, making friends, I started to realize that when you are a non-Japanese person living in Japan, well, Japan is a country that has closed its borders tightly for long stretches of its own history. And you can feel that. And as a non-Japanese person looking in, you know that there's a word for you and the word is gaijin, which means other person, outsider. You can peek in, but you can never belong. You could be a guest, but you can never be a member. And it dawned on me one time where I was having a conversation with some of my Japanese friends that, that I realized if they wanted to become American, they could. And if I wanted to become Japanese, I could not. And in that is a big difference. a little anecdote that illustrates that, one time there was a newscaster on television and uh, the people I was with pointed to her and they said, you know actually, she's not Japanese. And she looked Japanese to me and certainly sounded Japanese and her perfect delivery of the news and, and I said, oh really? And, and they said, oh yeah, her grandparents came from Korea. It's recently been discovered, she's not Japanese. I've always remembered this. And with all of the challenges that we have come to know of our own country's faults, the ways that we have not been able to live up to our own high ideals, still in some fundamental ways, we do have the blessing of having made of many one. That is our most American trait. We have set high ideals for ourselves, liberty and justice for all, impossible ideals. And over and over, we have not lived up to what we have set out. And yet, we continue to hold those ideals. Isn't it intriguing that we love the words that we so rarely live up to? And yet, we continue to love them. I've wondered, actually, instead of the phrase, in God we trust, Perhaps a better phrase for us would be, I will with God's help, a humble prayer. And to be a nation with Christian roots to me would mean that we are rooted in love for one another, in being in communion. What we do here on Sundays is to gather around a table, a sacred meal, and in that sacred meal, out of many, we become one. We share in the cup of Christ and the bread of heaven, and in doing so, we share in one another. We are no longer guests. We are members. In his book, The Weight of Glory, C.S. Lewis wrote, Next to the blessed sacrament itself, your neighbor is the holiest object presented to your senses. So Paul in, in that incredible second letter to the Corinthians that we heard today, <clears throat> he tells about this person that he knew. He knows a guy who went up and experienced this other realm. And he says about it that there are things that are not to be told and when I hear that, I want to hear. I want it to be told. Somebody saw it. Somebody should tell. Um, but Paul says on behalf of this person. He will boast. On behalf of himself, he would never boast, except for his weakness. And then being Paul, who is very, very human, he continues to boast about himself. Did you notice that? I don't know if it's meant to be humorous, but I smile every time I hear this passage. He says, well, if I were to boast, I'd have very good reason, but I won't do it, (laughs) which I think is a boast right there. But he goes on and he says, very humbly, he says, Well, to keep from being too elated, because I'm so incredible, (laughs) God has given me a thorn in my flesh. And then Paul says that he has appealed to the Lord over and over. Three times, specifically, he's asked for the thorn in his flesh to be removed. But the Lord answered Paul and said, My grace is sufficient for you for power is made perfect in weakness." And the brilliant, very Pauline statement that he says is, so I will boast all the more gladly of my weakness, so that the power of Christ may dwell in me. He is saying, whenever I am weak, then I am strong. The view of America often is taken for granted that America is a country whose greatness is in its strength but I propose that its greatness has really been in its weakness, in its vulnerability. In giving a home to those seeking a better life. In holding ideals of service, of care, of fairness. In setting a table where people can come together and be in real relationship. Our weakness has become our strength when we lower our collective armor and lift one another up. We are connected to each other like the connection that we feel to those trapped in the rubble of a building in Florida, a sense that our lives matter to one another. And this makes life harder. This is a thorn, perhaps. But it is a good thorn. It is something that makes us as a people more holy. A weakness that makes us stronger. Amen.